St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Father Christopher Wetzel on the sixth Sunday in Ordinary Time, February 16th, 2020. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 37, proclaimed by Deacon Charles McNeil. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all these things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys these teachings and these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, but whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the fire of Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen. I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery in his heart. If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off 
throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord what you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Space is big, really big. You won't believe just how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean, you might think it's a long way down the five to Los Angeles, but that's nothing compared to space. It's easy to take God's work of creation for granted because there's so much about it we don't know and don't understand. We look into the vastness of space and wonder, how far does it go? What's out there among the stars? We search the Earth, constantly finding new fascinating plants and animals and geological features. And in all of this, we find not chaos, fusion, but rather order and structure. Light always goes at the exact same speed. All life is built of the same chemical building blocks, the same amino acids. And the sun rises and sets every day like clockwork. How immense is the wisdom of the Lord Nature is full of regularity and order, natural laws like gravity that are built into everything that exists and enable a wondrous diversity of things to flourish. We also tend to take for granted God's greatest act of creation, those creatures that God made in his own image and likeness human beings. And just as there are natural laws in the planets and the stars and in plants and animals, so too there is order and structure in our human nature. Laws that flow from God's image within us. 
Okay, I want you to close your eyes and look deep within your soul with the image of God. Did you see it? Yes? No? Unsure? But you were looking. You were looking and seeking after the truth about yourself. Rocks can't do that. Plants can't do that. Dolphins can't do that. But God can. Like God, we have a mind can know the truth, that can see the order in the world and in ourselves. We are truth knowers. And also, like God, we are free. That is, we have the ability to choose the good that we have seen. We don't have to blindly follow one path by instinct. We're like a planet always tracing that same orbit around the sun. Or like the geese, always flying south for winter. We have the freedom to knowingly choose what is good for us. But what is good for us? How do we know? One way is the hard way. Try something, it doesn't work out well. We put our hand on that stove and we realize, no, that was not good. But God gives us a little cheat sheet. Ten Commandments, God reveals to us those truths about human action, about choosing what is good, so that we don't have to learn the hard way. The book of Sirach says, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. If you trust in God, you too shall live. But we don't always keep the commandments, do we? Many times I do something stupid and then wonder, why did it seem like a good idea at the time? Like St. Paul, I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, that I keep doing. The natural law built into our nature, the Ten Commandments, reminds us what is good and what is evil, but the law by itself is not enough. It just points out when we fail. So maybe we should just give up. Stop trying. It's too hard. That's what modern society has done. Marriage is hard. So society permits divorce and legalizes lustful looking online and even lying particularly by corporations and politicians, has become the norm. It's the accepted. That's just what they do. Should we, too, stop trying to live up to the law that's built into our very being? Like a planet just giving up on gravity? No. Because there's something more. Something that we've left out. There's a wisdom a wisdom not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away. Rather, we speak of God's wisdom, mysterious, hidden, which God predetermined before the ages for our glory. So what is this wisdom? Listen carefully, for it is well hidden, 
You have heard that it was said, you shall not kill. Whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Do you see what Jesus is doing? In his great wisdom, Jesus is not adding to the law, adding extra little bits to it or subtracting from it. Jesus is showing how the laws of human nature, what is good and bad for us, are actually the shadow, the outline of a deeper and higher and fuller ordering and structure of reality. Speaking on his own authority, Jesus says that our interior attitude matters as well, not just our external actions. Because the real criterion for human choices is sacrificial love. A love that he himself will show to us by his own death on the cross. The law, as it were, is the edge of love, the tiny bit of a bigger whole of the surpassing glory that is in store for us. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it so much as dawned on man that God has prepared for those who love him. Can you just imagine that? I can't. But I do know the struggle of trying to do that. Love of neighbor is hard, particularly a love that penetrates your being. So even our thoughts are love. It is a struggle to forgive your brother when they've done wrong to you. It is a struggle to look with love and not with lust. It is a struggle to speak plainly and truly when we are tempted to evade. But love is big, really big. You won't believe how vast and hugely mind-bogglingly big it is. And we enter into this love by love itself. And the love that God already has for us, it's his love that we love with, not in some sense our own. And this love of God is so vast that we can often take it for granted. We don't see it anymore, like the sky. But only the vastly huge love of God can fill the emptiness that sin brings to us. Harboring anger for those who hurt you pushes out the love of God. Pornography substitutes the rich and authentic beauty of mutual self-giving in marriage for a fake and failing fantasy. Lies, even small ones, hide from us the truth of the glory of God, the glory that he wants to give to us. These things only bring emptiness and misery, and that's why we call them sins. But we don't have to struggle alone. Indeed, the battle has already been won for us. God washes away sins, heals the wounds that they put into our soul by the waters of baptism and the confessional grace. He feeds us with spiritual food, bread from heaven, the very body and blood of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has gone before us along this path. 
So never give up. Never, 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 never give up. Because no matter what has happened in the past, you can always choose to love. You can always choose to give of yourself to others. And in doing so, you enter into God's very love and his life. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it so much as dawned on man what God has in store for those who love him.